0: daf is daf We are holding at the top of Lamates Ahmed Allah. Zog daily commissioner. If a shor, an ox of a person who can be held liable, has, he has, he's means he's competent, gourd a shor of three individuals who are not considered to be competent and therefore cannot be held liable, either a cheresh, which sometimes means just deaf, sometimes means deaf and mute when he's compared to a deranged or an imbecile, then it's considered to be he's just de- uh, he's deaf and mute because someone, at least back in the day, that was not able to communicate, was deaf and mute, was considered to be lacking in his competency. So therefore, if he's a deaf mute, or he's deranged the Shota, or he is a minor, who's also considered to be incompetent, so if the ox that is owned by one of these three individuals uh, it was gored by an ox that's in uh, uh, that is owned by someone who is competent. Chayiv, the competent person will be liable to make payments to those three parties that are incompetent. But shall But the reverse is not true. If it's a of a cotton, shall that gored the ox of a pkeiach potter they are not held liable because they are incompetent. We cannot hold them liable. Now, what the Gemara is about to do is give a ruling which seems to contradict. And the Gemara will point out the contradiction. But the uh, that it says like this: mm-hmm. and these three individuals, Shanagach, if their ox gores, based in my middle, based in will appoint a Supervisor, they will have a supervisor who will act as their agent to take responsibility for the animal. And therefore, the warning that's given and based in Basedin, the, in, they will take over the, the ownership of the animal as uh, representing the of the cotton. and therefore, the warning is made in front of them. Now, then what I was going to say that seems to contradict, because the first ruling held is that they're not liable. Impl- implicit and not liable means that we don't have somebody taking responsibility for them. Because the Chor, if you did have somebody taking responsibility for them, then they should be considered liable. And then the next ruling says that we do have somebody taking responsibility for them, so the Chor, they should be liable and they should have to pay chatzineze for the animal that the apotropus. Took responsibility for it. So will clarify how to understand this Mishnah. Now, what happens if these conditions are reversed, and therefore, at the time of the damage, they were not considered to be competent, but now they are considered to be competent? Now, we're discussing a situation where, according to the second ruling in the Mishnah, an agent was report or a supervisor. Uh, was an executor, was given over the responsibility to take to watch the animal. So he became like the new owner. The warning is done in front of him. And assuming we're talking about that the animal became a muad. Three times the animal was a muad. And there would have been Nezek Sholem payments needed to be made. But then the kheresh got his faculties back. He now is able to communicate. He is able to speak and hear. Nishtafa, shaita the shaita the imbecile now, some, some kind of, or, it's organic, some kind of change happened, and now he is competent, and he is he's, he's no longer deranged. And the Higdiel HaKotnet, the child grew up, and now he's an adult. So the question is, what is the status of their animal, which now they take back? You you should have kept keep it on because what if somebody tries to get on whatever fine so therefore therefore what happens now to the status of the, those animals that have become muad under the executor under the upper now they go back to the domain of the cherishot of a cotton who now have reversed their situations and are now competent so rabmeir holds chazal muso div rabmeir rabmeir says they go back to being tom which is really a, a huge debate in the commentaries why that should be. Why should it be that there's a change of domain, fine, it says there's a change of ownership. It now is no longer considered owned by the Apotropos, it now goes back to the, really, the original owners, which was the a <laughs> cotton. So some say is that it's a change of muzzle, that the animal has muzzled on a certain level, you know, like we said before, but there is some kind of change that the animal with a different ownership like some kind of esoteric, the Meiri seems to imply that way. There's some kind of esoteric change that therefore this animal will, de- will be different under the new ownership. The uh, others learn it's a lot more pragmatic, is that the new owners have a right to say, one second, you know, if we would have been warned three times, then we would take care of the animal better than whoever the person before was. So we should be at least given a shot to be able to watch it three times before it's automatically considered to be a Mu'ad. So whether, whatever the, the reason, however you explain Radmah, is it an esoteric reason, is it a pragmatic reason, that's Rad Mayor Shita is at Chazalitz Muso, the animal now goes back to being ezek, even though under the uh, uh under the the, uh, the uh, apotropus it already had reached the level muad. of muad. It retains its uh, its uh, its original state. It does not change from its state. If it became muad, even with new ownership, it remains muad. Okay. Last halacha, Shorheit stadion. It even sounds like the, the the an ox of the stadium. Some learn it means an ox that's been trained in bullfighting, right? It's been trained to gore, go after people. Or some say it's, it used to have animals fight each other. Right, let fight people, fight each other. But this animal has been trained to gore. That if it kills somebody, you will not, you would not execute. Because normally there's a din of you have to execute the ox. Why not? Why don't you execute the ox under this situation? Is it it referring to an ox that kills? This posse Ki Yigach, let me just see the posse. Yes, so therefore, what's the reason that this animal will not be executed? Because is that the animal, on its own volition, gored and killed. But an animal that's been trained, it's really not acting anymore on its own volition. The reason why it's doing what it's doing is because you have now caused the animal to go out and and, 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 and kill, and therefore the animal is not executed under such a situation. Not where it was forced, because now you've made it part of the animal's temperament to go and gore. You caused that as opposed to it causing it to itself. Now there's also a huge discussion over here that means that, bottom line, what we're saying is that an animal that kills, if it was an animal that had been trained to gore, you don't kill you don't kill the animal. What about payments? It doesn't discuss payments. What about payments? Could it be Tom? Could it be Kamuad? Meaning, would it be Nezek Sholem? Is there a possibility of Hatzin Nezek? Is there a possibility of Nezek Sholem? So that already is a discussion. It depends on how you understand why you don't execute the animal. Meaning, I think there's a briskerov over here that discusses the reason you don't execute the animal because if the shot is, because we don't view this as the animal's actions. So now if you don't view this as the animal's actions, then it shouldn't just be applicable to the laws of killing the animal. Well, if it's not the animal's actions, then for what? The damages. Then the damages it should not have to pay for either, right? You could that's an argument that could be made, right? It's like disassociated from its 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 actions. See that at one angle. If you are the person topped in the animal and he damages you. Or kills you, okay, you say maybe you're liable. Mm. But if you train this animal, you're the owner to kill mm. or gore, and he does that, mm. why should you be held some sort of a liable? Because you're the one who trained the So, so, that, so, that's, him. A yeah. so that, that's a question. So that's a that, question, or that could be. Meaning, therefore, you could say, is no. It's one thing to say the animal is disassociated from its actions, and therefore it's not subject to execution, mm. but that doesn't disassociate you from what you caused the animal to do, and therefore, maybe there's still a Kofor payment, maybe there's still, uh, if, it's, if it doesn't kill, let's say, just gourd, if there's still be a, a payment, whether it's Nezek <laughs> shalem, Chatzinem, that could be, that's a discussion over here that is in, 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 amongst the miforshim. But let's take a look over here at the contradiction that is made in the Mishnah. The Mishnah starts saying that if it's a shorsha uh, that is, that is uh, owned by uh, incompetence, right? So now, if you gore it, so then you have a liability. Your animal gored their animal. You have to pay. But when they gore you, so then they don't. Because who? Who are you going after? Who you're going after? Somebody that's not a. So that implies, though, right? Is that uh, you? You that you don't have to make a. Uh, uh, the based in aren't going to make an apatropos. Because if they made an apatropos, what do you mean who you're going after? I'll tell you who you're going after. You go after the apatropos. And we'll see whether it's from his money or from their money. But the choroz, mash'ma, there is no apatropos. Right? Which means that there would be, uh, for sure, no chatzineze, because there's no apatropos. The next case in the Mishnah says that a Choros, the shore of a choroz, of a cotton that goes based in Appoint an apotropus so that he could represent the cherasheid of a cotton as the owner that we can testify and warn the uh, the owner the animal from the owner, which implies that what with based basting will make a well. Then there should be a chatzin as a damage leading to a Nezek shalem damage. That's the, uh, everyone other yeah, that they do, they do... in the second part, says uh, Yeah, and it says it becomes a Muad. What well, the whole purpose of being, is, 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 is it becomes a Muad. I become Muad, because you warned it, it becomes... It becomes a Muad, that's what's Mashmah. So when it's a hot of Kasha, the mission itself seems intrinsically difficult. That's Alma, that implies we see that that we don't appoint an apotropus to uh, give the status of the tam to obligated migufo. That's the way a Tom pays from the cap on its body. We don't do that, right? So, but then why don't you say the second... Half of the the second part of the Mishnah, right? It says, "Based in Ma'amidin, La'han Abedroppers." It says, "Based in Dua Point." An right? Or may eat in so that we can testify in front of them as the owners, right? And therefore, and what should be the outcome that if there is a, a supervisor that's responsible for the animal, the chora should be Latam, Lig Migufo, that a Tom should have to pay me Khatzi Nezek. I'll saying that. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. But the point is, so the chora. You know, so these two uh, clauses seem to be contradictory clauses. So comes along Rav and he says as follows. And then this maybe this leads to what you're saying. I'm a Rav. So Rav is going to say, let me explain it outside. What Rav is going to say, and actually the reasoning behind this is also there's three or four different reasons given in the commentaries. But the reason, what, what Rav is about to say is as follows, is that as it's, it's true that we're going to appoint a supervisor, but the function of the superbaba is not to make it pay as a Tom. As a Tom, you will not pay even if we appoint a supervisor. The purpose of the supervisor is that if it gores multiple times, it allows it from becoming a Tom to becoming a muad, from becoming a tam to become a muad, and as a muad, you'll be able to collect Nezek shalem from the Cherishot of a cotton's ox, because that's what the purpose of the supervisor is. So the supervisor's purpose is to uh, create liability for it when it gores as a muad. But as a tam, even with a supervisor, you're not going to collect Chatzinesik. So therefore the way to explain is the two contra- the two parts of the brisa are not contradictory. The first part of the brisa is saying there's no din chatzines doesn't mean that there's no apetropos, even if there is a requirement to make an apetropos, but the apetropos does not create the liability of chatzinezek, which is taken from the goof of the animal, which in the second half of the brysa, I mean, I'm not bryse, the second half of the mishnah, the second part of the mishnah, that says that we have an obligation to create an upper tropas so we can testify in front of it, not that we should be able to now collect chatzinezek as a Tom, but we should be able to use that warning to build up to the status of being a muad you can connect Nezek Sholem. That's how you have to learn. Now the question really is why? Why should there be a difference between collecting the payment of Tom and collecting the payment of muad? And the, 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 uh, the, the wording of the, uh, the Mishnah seems to suggest, There's going to be the Gemara, uh, the, the, the Gemara is because it's, one is collected Migufo from the end so raji runs with that and raji seems to say is because we have a concept that we don't collect from yosomen we don't collect from their matautolim we only collect from real estate from karka and therefore since tom is migufol so go always like mataltelin that's why we don't collect from bite but when it becomes a muad already then the then the lean shifts from the animal to the person's uh, estate then we allow to collect from karka that's the that, that's the that's how tos, that's how raji seems to learn Tosa throws out a question is this idea Right, and this is something that, that is discussed, but just going to tell Judge's question. Is this idea that we don't collect from a title and only from a state, is only a liability that the father created? father to God alone, the father, but something that they do themselves, we don't necessarily make that distinction. So he has difficulty trying to understand, so that it tells himself, maybe uh, retracts from it and says maybe that's not true, maybe this distinction also applies by liability that they themselves create, but that is uh, one mahalach of learning. The other- and we're creating the, the, the just like the orphans are we only get from their state, the cherishes. Uh, so they have to understand, it, it, you have to, you're equating it to the other. It means people that are not capable, right? Now, the other way of learning over here really depends on how we view Tam. Because remember, according to some, Tam is a knas. Really, you should say the first three times, the animals don't need shmira. They're considered already guarded. The fact that Torah makes you pay is only a knas. As such, some of the Rishonim learn, we don't make a knas on children, on Yasomim, there is no knas and therefore, that's why only when it becomes a muad and it's no longer knas, that's when you go ahead, that's how some learn it. So the difficulty with that would only fits according you know. to the opinions that say that it is knas. It doesn't, but the, and the other problem with it, what does that have to do with Megufo? It seems yeah, like Rashi it seems to be that what's that? Yeah, Rashi has the problem. Right, Rashi brings down a different Rashi. Lush and they says, it's not really... that's. All. Then why does it make a difference whether it's Megufo? It's not Megufo. Right. The way that, I, uh, that you can get around that problem, again, this is something the commentary Say is, is that even according to the opinions that hold, that it's Momon. Momon means it should have been full, but the, the, the Torah mm-hmm. came along and gave you a discount. So if it's not knas, so then for so why don't you make the Yosomim have to pay it? If it's Knas, I understand we don't make a Knas on Yosomim. But if it is Mammon, then the Chora, then why shouldn't they have to pay? Like so on that is because you see this Torah still went out and made a leniency. What's the leniency that it's it's not like a muad? Muad's not capped. Why is a muad not capped? Because muad you can take from the estate. By why did the Torah make it capped, even though it's Mammon. Right? It's Mammon. But the Torah gave a... I uh, mean, mean, like this. Uh, yeah, no the, way, asking what's it? The, the Torah limitation. gave a limitation. limitation. What's the limitation? Not only the fact that it's, it's the, the full amount. It's not the full amount, it's half. And even that half is capped. Right. Is so once you see the Torah is acting leniently, when it comes to Tom, Therefore, the Kahang understood that we're also going to act leniently when it comes to the time of those who are not capable. That's another way of explaining this. Anyway, so let's see. I'm a robber. So now, Robert to explain the, uh, the two clauses of the, uh, of the Mishnah: Hakigatani, Im hukzuku, my in hand if they're shown to be gored, goring animals. Now this was your question. Is it only afterwards, and it's retroactively, or it's at the time? It's much from the lotion is, once you see the animals already becoming a gory, you don't ride right away. Go ahead and uh, 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 make the apatropas. It means once they've shown to have goring animals, then you appoint. The in Now it could be retroactively even. And then you go and testify about what these animals do. What's the purpose of testifying? We're not making them pay for town. No, we're not. The purpose is not to make them pay as a town. The reason we're doing the warning, because we want to get the three warnings to be able to establish this animal a mu'at. as a mu'ad. in order that we should transform it into becoming a muad. The of goes back and now gores again, either the third time or the fourth time. We had the machlokas before. So then, l'shalim aliyah, then you have to pay from the aliyah, means the aliyah, the best of what the person has, meaning uh, you can take from his, his anything that he has in his estate. Okay, fine. <laughs> now, I think am going to ask a very interesting question, because we could, we could uh, analyze this. When we say that you have given the cherishoik of a cotton, you have given them an apatropis, right? What's the function of the Apatropos? Does it now, is it viewed as it? it becomes the asset of the Apatropos? technically, that's how it works. And now it's his uh, uh, li- liability, his responsibility. And therefore, if it does gore, as a muan, to his lack of Shmirah, therefore whose assets should be used to pay for this? Well, it's <laughs> you could argue his. <laughs> or you could say, no, he's representing them. And maybe it should be theirs. And that's what the Gemara wants to know right away. Ma'aliyah man, whose aliyah are you collecting from? From whose estate? Whose best properties are you collecting? So Rabbi he says that, listen, at the end of the day, it's from the Yosomim. It's not from the Abed We're going to see different Sforas coming up later on. But the simple understanding is he's just the agent for the Yosomim. But at the end of the day, it's their liabilities on their assets. Rabbi Amarno, It's Malias He takes over. He becomes the Bilem. If he's the Bilem, then what? To pay. Then he should pay out of his own pocket, his own assets. Now the is questioning, how could we say, attribute to Rabbi Yochanan that the uh, Yasomim are going to have to pay from their own assets, right? That's the Gemara's question. Well, me, I'm Rabbi Yohanan. Did Rabbi Yochan really say this? That we have now, the Nizak has a right to collect even though when there's an oppot he has a right to go after who according to the after the yesai Ha amar rab of asi we know that Yahudah said in the name of rab asi that that we never go after the assets of Yasomim. We never go after the assets of Yasomim unless that, that, that the situation is that let's say the father made a loan with an Ivikhovim and it was a loan that had ribbis. Tarash he doesn't make it like he did, he did something with a Jew, because then he will be doing the wrong. So he went and did it with an Ivikovim. Now there was ribbus that you're allowed to do with an Ivikhovim. But the ribbus now, if you don't pay right away, what happens, by the time they grow up and become adults, whatever, then what's gonna end up happening is gonna be a lot. Then we have a right to collect from the of leysevim because it's to their benefit that we pay right away. And It could either be a uh, a loan that has ribbis, or in, in in uh whether it's in document form. Or he adds another case. Also the ksuba and isha. We know that the husband dies, so the estate now. They have an option, depending on the, what the woman wants, but they could pay out the ksuva, but let's say she doesn't want the ksuva to pay out, then they are required to support her Amazonas. Now think about it. Let's say she's willing to take the ksuva, but if you say, oh no, we don't, we don't collect from the estate of the Asomim until they become older, so now it could be five years go by that now they've had to make payments for her Amazonos that they really could have avoided if what? If they bade out the Ksuvah right away. So that's a that's a similar to a that's Rabbi Yochanan adds, similar to so therefore he agrees. Rabbi Yochanan is agreeing with the statement that was made by Rabbi Asi, that we do not, Rabbi Asi actually I believe it was the Talmud of his that we do not collect from the Yesomium ever unless e. ribbis is going to be eating into the estate. Rabbi Yochanan adds, or it's the going will be eating into the estate in the case of a Ksuva. But the point is, since Rabbi Yochanan is agreeing with it, it's mashma, we don't collect from the estate of So how could Rabbi Yochanan hold that when there's an apotropus and the animal does gore, then there was a lack of shmir of the apotropus? Rabbi Yochanan says you collect from the estate. Rabbi Yochanan says the only time you have a right to collect from the estate is either when it's a star that has ribbus or there's a suva. So that, that, that's the one kasha. So one says, that's such a difficult problem, that Apoch, we have to switch it around. We have to say that actually, it was Rabbi Yossi, uh, Rabbi Chanino. he's the one that says you take from the yesomim, and Rabbi Yochanan was the one, <coughs> is you collect from the apatropos. If you switch it around, so then you don't have a problem, then Rabbi Yochanan aligns with, the statement that was made which is the analog statement we don't take from the, the estate of the assumption here Tosis he also asked the question again we don't take from the estate of the assuming where the father created liability when well, we were talking about the children created liability so To says it must be it's a bit chiddush, that this idea is not just when the father does it it's also when they it seems to be when they do it themselves, which basically what Rashi seemed to explain how it works before to explain the difference why by Tom we don't take from the metalton, even though it's not the case the father did it, it's the case they did it themselves. Now, uh switch it around, Rabyokin Ram and Malia's and Rabyos is the one who said that you take Malia's Yasomin from the best of the Yasomin. So Rovas has finds that very difficult. Ravas says like this, the you're asking a question here that the standard, the consensus was that we don't collect from Yosomim, right? And you ask that as a contradiction because Rabbi Yochanan seemed to concur with that was the standard, that was the statement that was made by Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rab Asi, right, that you don't collect from the Yosomim. Now you have a problem because we have a machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi, Yo- uh, Rabbi Yosi Bar And Rabbi Yochanan says, we do collect from the damages from the Yosomim. Rabbi Yosi Bar who's okay, because he says, you don't collect from Yosomim. But because you had a contradiction, Rabbi Yochanan, so what did you do? Now you made the difficult opinion be on... Ozi, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi because now by switching around he comes out being the difficult opinion because generally we say we don't collect from the Yosomim and Yahweh saying that we do so you've helped take care of the problem because of your difficulty to switch around but now you just created a problem that comes out Rabbi that Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina is difficult to understand. Someone says, because you had a contradiction between two statements of Yochanan, you're making him be the mistaken opinion, and that's difficult. Why is that difficult? the He was one of the great judges. He was known as the one, the great dayanim, who went down to the plum, the depths of halacha, so when he says something, now to go ahead and just uh, uh, whimsically, arbitrarily, attribute to him something that is going to be difficult, you don't have a right to go ahead and do. And therefore, and we find very often, a Abba was a lot more easier to switch around texts and edits. Rubber never liked to do that. And rubber says, therefore, leave it the way it is. But if you leave it the way it is, you still have to reconcile. (inaudible) (inaudible) Do not switch it around. Now, what what, 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 what is going to suggest is it true. Generally, generally, to protect the well-being of the Yosomin, or those that are incompetent, we don't allow arbitrarily collections from their estate, which therefore, that's Chakra Yosifah, Yehuda holds that, therefore you take from the Rabbi I, Rab Yochanan, why does he allow to take it? He says it's different when it comes to damages. Because damages, you have to worry not just about the well-being of the assomim, but who are we worried about when it comes to collections for damages? Society. Society. Everybody says, by Mazak it's different, because society, you've opened up now that you have an animal that's damaging animal, and we want to make sure that that's not going to happen. If you don't allow collections, it also undermines the purpose of making a supervisor. If you make a supervisor to watch something, but he knows. Nobody's gonna be culpable for it. There's gonna be a lack in supervising and protecting society. Therefore, by mazik they allowed collection from the Yisomin. That is how Rav explains that now it's not a contradiction in the shita of Rabbi Yochanan. Mazik Shani, right? Okay, now, but let's understand, okay, fine. But what is good for the machlokas over here? Rabbi Yochanan, Amar, Malias, Yosomim, he says like this. And what he's saying is, not the lum- As we said before, because really he's just working for them. At the end of the day, Rabbi Yochanan also agrees. If you put this person in charge, then he is liable because he has to be taken. It, if, it's, if it's his shortcoming, why should you make the the He Because the, 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 I'll tell you why. Because who in their right mind is going to take a responsibility that he, ex- he that he that he he wants a waiver sign that if there's liability it's not going to be on me. Well, but you have to have somebody liable because otherwise we're not going we we don't, we don't think we're going to have a good shmira for society. the Rebbe Yochanan agrees it should have been on the upper tropis. But they allowed it to be on the Yosomin, because otherwise no one's going to want to take over the responsibility for the Apotropos. Apotropos didn't get paid? What's they that? Did it for free? Either way, it's still, but it's, it, it, even it, it, it's not worth the liability, it's not worth the, the headache, right? So when it says like this? So, Rav Yochanan Amr, Maaliyah's Yosomin, that it's Yosomin's best of their estate that is used. Because if you tell me that it is from the best of the avdi, they're not going to want to take on themselves such a headache. Now, what are, what are Yosef a Because that's a good Sforah, though. How does he protect the Apotropos that you're going to encourage people? So if Yosef Ay-Yuhuda says like this, The halacha is really the Apotropos should pay. I ah, so how are you going to protect... He pays, but we give him the right then to go back and collect from the estate. So, so the, therefore, the question is, that it, it comes out, the end result is pretty much the same. The only question is, the mechanics of how you get to that end result. So if you Yehuda Amar, Ma'aliyah Saba Troppas, if Yifroin B'nei they can go back and collect it from the Yisomin. grew up. He says, yeah, they have to become, because that, that, we're not when they're children, but when they become adults, so therefore that's how we go ahead and umamid and and uh, I want to say like that, so therefore that, you're right. According to Rabbi Yochanan, you don't have to wait for them hmm. to become adults, because right away, we're collecting from the estate. Rabbi Yochanan says, you can't collect right away, I'm mean, you can't collect from the estate right away, but they're fronting the money. The abetrobenists fronts the money when they get older, then they can go back and collect it from the estate. All right. Now, say something more like this, that Ravva's interpretation of the Mishnah, and also, I guess we had, we had was it in the Brisa we had before? But Ravva's understanding was of the Mishnah, the tone of the Mishnah was, is that we don't allow collection by a tongue. We do have an apotropis, but the purpose of apotropis is to allow the collection to occur from a muad. But as a tam, we said not. We gave different reasons why that should be. But the Muad says not everybody agrees with that. What do you mean not everybody agrees? The Muad says like this that uh, apotropin, umamidin apotropin letam ligvos migufo, whether or not we allow there to be. An appointment of an archropist to allow collection goof. Collection collect goof is another way of saying that you can collect from a town right which we just said before we do not allow according to rava say at least according to the mishnah actually tanoi the one is going to go bring down a whole explanation of a brisa that the outcome of the brise is going to show that that actually that nakuda is a machlokas tanoim yes one tana holds like the town mishnah the way rava explained it that we only apply the upper tropas to collect from to allow people to collect from a muad but there's no collection from a ton but there is going to be a sheet that holds that the purpose of the Abedropa is not just to allow collection from a Muan, but it's also to allow collection <speaking in> the <language> from the Tam, the Chatzinezeka Tam as well. The first time. Uh, uh, maybe even the first time. Maybe the first time. So What's first that? Time that? So I guess that will come down to whether it's a knas or it's Momon. I don't know if you get, we're going to get into it. Yeah. But if, yeah, now, so listen to this. Sigmar so says like this, the first time also by a regular person, Right? Sure. Depends on whether you also pay. The question is, do you need a Shmira? Do you need a Shmira or not? That's what you right. need. That's the question. Right. emerges like this. So therefore, there's the Gemara Tanoihi. It's actually a Machlokas Tanoi. The Sanya, we learned in a Brisa. So we're going to go through this whole Brisa and then circle back. Right? The Tanakh says like this. Shoresh nisharshu baalov. We're about a case where the owner became a Keresh. Okay? Vesh nishtatnu Or he became a Shoteh. Right? So it's interesting because here you can't say that he became a cherish and uh deaf and mute. Okay, that's for, I'm not going to leave that out. I'm not going to worry about that right now. But anyway, so basically you have an ox now that's not being guarded with the way it should be guarded because the owners no, either are not around or they're not competent right now. All right? Yehuda ben Nekusa Sumchus, so Yehuda ben Nukusa says in the name of Sumchus, we'll call this Sumchus a shita." This animal remains, as a tom, until they testify in front of the owners. Which the wrote, you can't testify in front of the owners right now, why? Because yeah, the owners are not competent. We'll have to see what he means exactly, right? Chachamim says, there's no problem here. Uh, appoint supervisors, appoint supervisors. And then you can do the warning, the, the uh, testimony can be done, it gives the warning in front of the supervisors. Now, that's the first half of this b'risa. Let's go to the second half of the b'risa. The cherish now went back and became competent again. Okay, he's able to hear, he's able to speak. Nishtafa shaita, the shaita now got his intellectual capacities back. He's now no longer deranged. Higdeh cotton, the cotton grew up and became a, a, a responsible adult. Ubo Bala Sayam, or in the case of the owners, the owners are now here back in town, which means that they can take the reins back from, from the upper tropas. Yudhub and Nakusa, Omar Sum Chuz, same with Yudhub and we had in the Reisha, he says, Chazulit that again, it changes ownership like we had before, it goes back to being a Tom. It means even if it reached the stage of Mu'an, it now goes back to being a Tom. Achirbub and Nebayalim, until they testify in front of the new owners three times. It doesn't change. From its Similar to the machlokas we had between, in, in, the, in, in, in our Mishnah, there was a machlokas between, uh, who was it, uh, Rav Meir and Rav Yossi. So this <laughs> machlokas, of Meir and Rav Yossi, is, 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 Rav, is Sumchus and, and Rav Yossi. Okay, fine. Now, Sumchus actually was the Rebbe of Rav Meir, so that makes sense. Now, somebody says like this. This last thing we just read, saying the animal was a muad, and then it became back to a tam because the people who got their sanity back, with their book. It's considered like a new owner because they take it back from this from the arbitropolis. Right. Now, it says the like this. Uh, Amru, yeah, it um, uh, 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 or oh, it's on the gershel over there. My hareu bitmuso. So the the the. the, the uh, the, the Bnei Yeshiva wanted to clarify what did sumchus mean when he says that these animals that don't have competent people watching them, they remain t- betmuso. Simple means, means they remain as a tam. What does that mean? So therefore amru If it means that this animal is not possible that it can come a muad can't be that that's what it means. Because in the second half of the b'risa, that a situation is when these three individuals get back their faculties or the owner comes back, it switches from being a muad back to a tam clearly it had the capacity to become a muad. So it, what does it mean that it remains a tam? can't mean that it remains a tam that can't become a muad because then how can it, then why would it go from being a muad back to being a tam? And the Sumcha, it's the same, same person talking in the second half of the Bray. Tani Sefer, since it's said in the Sefer, Chaza muso, it goes back to being a tam. Bechal, that in first. Dei, that it could become a muad. So therefore, what must it mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means like this the Tana Kama holes, holds, holes, my haila, my hareyu kitmuso, haryu bitmimuso, tmuso is the Russian tongue does not mean tmimuso, it remains intact. Means you cannot do anything to take it away from being intact. Means you cannot make it pay me gufo. That's what it means. It's a tam, it remains intact, you can't make it pay me, me, me Why can't you make it pay me, pay me gufo? Because it's like the Tanakh of our Mishnah. That a tam is not mishalem chatzin It doesn't mean that three times it will not become a muad, but it means those three times it remains intact. What does it mean it remains between muso? Amazing intact, There will not be payment. With... That's clearly, that holds like the sheet of the way Rob explained our Mishnah that what? That a tom that's owned by Chere cotton, even with supervision, doesn't pay, pay Chatzin The law, we don't detract from it, we don't take out financial payment from it. Alma, what you see that he holds, is that We don't establish a supervisor for the sake of paying What do the Chachamim hold? The Chachamim's notion is that we do appoint an Apotropos. So obviously, what are they coming to argue about? Right. What must they be saying? They must obviously be saying is yes, that we do appoint an Alpetropos for what purpose? Uh-huh. Now, not for me, I a mu'at, because Tanakama also is making, uh, also holds it, means to pay Chatzin on a tom. That's what they're arguing about. So, therefore, basically, we see, so therefore, basically, we've shown now that even though our mission, took it as a double portion, the way Rob is that we don't make have to pay Chatzin we don't make a supervisor have to watch him to pay Chatzin we don't do that only to pay Muad, but you see clearly that there is a sheeta here. Whose opinion is that? That That's a sheet of the Chachamim that disagree with Sumchus and all that you do pay ezek on a tam that is being supervised from a Cherishoy to the cotton. Now, Safe of my We had in the end of Alm um, Abrisa, the brisa we just had, we brought down a machlokas, right? We said that if they become, they get their faculties back, and now the ownership transfers back from the upper tropas, back to the cherishayt of cotton, or the person who came from Medina Sayam, what do we say over there? Does it remain Tom? Or does it become, or does it, does it remain Muad, or does it go back to being Tom? What's the machlokus there? So, Michael, of with the change of domain changes the status of the animal. Right? Ikbenai. it does. Now that goes back, it goes back to the, the, the clock. Goes back to zero. And Rab Yoisi and It does not. So Rabyisi is like aligns himself with what he had in Mishnah, simple is like Rav Meir that we had in our Mishnah. Shor So we have here a, a brace that says that Shor Yaakov V Now the one is just bothered by the language. Rabyakov Meshalim implies that who's paying. Rabbi Yaakov Rabbi Yaakov's paying. <laughs> Rabbi Yaakov, Mishaam Chatsi What is Rabbi Yaakov doing paying Chatsi What's going on over here? Ela Ema, Rabbi Omer, Mishaam Take a look at the Yaivitz. Rabbi Yaakov, Endon explains what the novelty of, the, of, of this, this little couple of pieces of, uh, of lines are. But anyway, so what's the case over here? And then one wants to know what is the case. It just says that it's a the a of cotton, What exactly is Rabbi Yaakov coming to be Machadish over here? So Bamaya Skinan, are we talking about a Tom? Right? Maybe he's talking about a Tom and he's teaching us that novelty that he holds like the Khachomim that what? That by a Tom that's being supervised by her, you you do pay. He said you pay Khatsinezek, That's what he said. That's what he's coming. Where he says the problem is like this, then why did he have to say Chatzinezik? If it's talking about a Tom, just say mishaling. I know that what you pay for a Tom is Khatsinezek. So therefore, why do you have to say Chatzinek? Just say just mishaling. You just said Mishalim. It's Mishalim Mishalim Chatzinezek. Chesnun is Chatzinezek. Oh, 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 oh. Alright. So Moses says like this. So, pshita, tkul, everyone, everyone pays for a Tom Chatzinezek. To tell me that a Tom has to pay, like this, then just say Mishalim. You don't have to say Mishalim Chatzinezek. So uh, Moses says, tkul, the you, the question, What do you mean? If you would have just said that if it's a Tom, it's Mishalim, maybe you would have thought it's Mishalim only when it's a Muad. Right. How would you know that it's chatzin, that the, maybe the kid Kiddush is that it is Meshalem Khatsi Nezek as a Tom? Maybe because if you know what Khatsi Nezek, maybe it means Nezek Shalem, that you pay Nezek Shalem only when it becomes a Muad. Maybe that's what Rabbi Yaakov is trying to say. So it says that you don't need a Kiddush for. Everybody agrees that a Muad pays a Nezik Nezek Shalem. So it must be coming to say that it's Khatsi Nezek. But if it's Nezek of a Tom, then why do you have to use the word Khatsi Nezek for it? So when it says, Now, let's understand. Let's take some a Muad. Okay? Now we're going to see, if it's a mu'at, what is it doing in Chatzinesi? We'll have to see that. But it's a separate problem over here. The one has a following question. All right? Now let's understand. There is a concept of onus. You have your animal locked up good, and a at night robbers break in, and the animal goes out and gores. If it's a mu'at, you don't have to pay. Right? So now the question was, did you do the right Shmi'ra, or did you not do the right Shmi'ra? So Mu'at is like this. If you did the right Shmira and robbers broke in, let's say, mm-hmm. okay, then you should not have to pay anything. And so Let's say you were lacking in the Shmira required for a muan. Well, if you're lacking in the Shmira, then it's a muad. then what's the problem? Then why are you only paying? What should you be paying? <laughs> nezek shalom, it's a muad, and when it says like this, we eat a lot of Then nezek and they should be paying nezek shalom. So again, if it's a tam, then why do you have to tell me it's chatzin nezek? Just say Mashalom. If it's a muad, then what's the case? You didn't do shmirah, then you should pay, pay nezek shalom. You did the shmirah, shouldn't have to pay anything. Why is it chatzin nezek? So the shalom? Why do you say we shouldn't say chatz? The Mashalom means what? You have to pay. Okay, and uh, you should know what just. It's a The I know what you pay for a time. But it says like this. So the Gemara says like this. It really is talking about a Muad, alright? Now, the Gemara is going to introduce us to concepts that we haven't yet learned. But we, I think one of the concepts we did learn, one of them we haven't learned yet. But some of it is counterintuitive, and let's wait till we deal with the main Sugya to deal with it, alright? There's actually a three-way machlokas, what type of shmira do you need for a tam, what type of shmira you need for a muad. There's considered to be a shmira pchusa. Shmira pchusa means a lower level of shmira. What's a lower level of shmira? Lower level of shmira is you close the door, the door's closed well, and a normal wind would not blow it open. An abnormal wind, which you don't expect, is able to open it. That's called a, a, a shmira pchusa lesser. A Shmira Me'ula is, you took into account, that in case there is an abnormal wind, you locked it up, that an abnormal wind will not be able to open it either. Now, there is three different shittahs here, okay? One shita holds that both Tom and Mu'ad only need a Shmira phusa. There's one shita that holds that both Tom and Mu'ad need a Shmira Me'ula. And you have the sheeta of, well, we'll see. I'm, 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 uh, there's a sheeta of Rabbi Yehuda that holds what is completely compla- uh, counterintuitive. What does he hold? He holds that a Tom needs a greater Shmirah than a muad. A Tom needs a shmira muulah and a muad needs a shmira, Kusa. There's actually a sheet that holds flipped, so you have to see. It. It's actually, but there are three sheets here. I'm, I'm not oh. saying it off correctly. But that's not the, the point. The point over here is being made is that what, 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 what uh, Rabbi Yaakov, what the one is going to suggest over here is that Rabbi Yaakov holds like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda in two ways. There's two opinions here, two sheets of Rabbi Yehuda. Number one is that a Tom needs a shmirah Meula, a higher level Shmira, and a Muad needs a Shmira Pchusa. That's one body of thought that Rabbi Yehuda holds, we're going to say Rabbi Yaakov buys into. And there's another opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, which with this we did have uh, somewhere in the, in the beginning of the Masechta, is that when we say, of a tongue, so it's capped, Nigufo. Then the animal becomes a muad. So the of Shita is that now, you can take full 100% no longer being capped by the animal, but where you take it from? The estate. estate. Rabbi Yehuda Shita is that the 50% remains. The Tan part remains where it is. When we become, when you become a muad, the balance, the remaining 50% is taken from the estate. But the first 50% still, is capped by the uh we the time yeah we had the time the makoma omei and by the way it also has another uh, interesting issue is that for the time part you needed a shmira maula for the from the muad part you only need a shmira prusa. So now what happens over here? We're talking about over here that the Apotropos who took over the animal for these three incompetents, he only did a shmira prusa. He did a lower level shmira. Now a lower level shmira only helps for a muad. It does not help for a... Tom. however bila ablashmirah he did not do the shmirah maula that needed for a tom. for ab yakov savla kryahuda and ab yakov holds ab kryahuda in two ways number 1 tam a tamus mkomo amedes that the side of Tom remains in place for savla kryahuda he also holds ab kryahuda The amar muat sagile bishmirah prusa that for a muad you only need a lesser Shmira. So now, let's talk about like this. And the third thing he holds, he holds like the Rabbonon, is that you can make a, a pay even for a tam. In the machlokas sumchas and the Rabbonon that we had before. So now it comes out very interesting. Now we understand what Rabbi is saying. The animal was a muad, right? And you only watched the Shmira B'chusa. Now, the Shmira Phrusa that you watched it, you don't have to pay for the 50% of it being a Muad. But 50%, because he holds like a Yehuda, is still a Tom, and you did not do a good Shmirah on the 50% of it that was a Tom. That required a Shmirah Me'ula, not a Shmirah But And he also holds like a Hachamim that you can make an upper pay for a Tom. Which is why he says it's ezek. So the Chodesh says it is a muad, but still the payment is only ezek. But you have to hold of all three of these. Chatzinezek Megufa, you he's saying? Today? It'll be Chatzinezek Megufa for the oh, Tzad of the Tam. tam, tam the that is what, that's how Rava explains the position of Rabbi Yaakov, okay? So, Lloyd Pligi. are you telling me that there's no argument? You're saying this, Rabbi Akiva buys completely into the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, because that's the only way you can explain the Brisa. Why he holds, it's Chatzinezik, and if it's a Muad, why should it be At the time, you don't have to say it. If it's a Muad, why should it be? He has to hold of these three points. Two like Rabbi Yehuda, one like the Chachamim, the earlier Brisa. For Hatanya, we have a Brisa that says like this, Shoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshosh Right, but Chorit's a similar case, the parallel to the brides that we had before. Rabbi Yehuda Mechai, Rabbi Yehuda says you Rabbi Yaakov Omer Chatsin Nezek. Now Rabbi Yaakov says Chatsin Nezek, but he's who's he arguing with? Which means that Rabbi Yehuda holds it's Nezek Shalom, and he holds it's Chatsin Nezek. If you told me that Rabbi Yaakov holds completely Rabbi Yehuda, then what? Then why are they arguing over here? Okay, so it's like this. So Rabbi Yehuda, Michay, Rabbi Yaakov, Omer, Chatsin, ezek and Shalom. There's only Chatsin, Nezek. So how are you going to explain? Says a buy according to Rava that Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda aren't arguing. Rabbi Yaakov agrees with. Rabbi. So then why are they arguing over here, right? And therefore, and it can't be talking about Lachora. Even, even Rabbi Yehuda's sheet himself. Why would it be Nezek Shalom if it's a Muad? Mm-hmm. So therefore, I so mean, maybe it wasn't a Shmira at all. If it's not a Shmira at all, then the so then you understand Nezak Shalom, but then why wouldn't Rabbi Yaakov hold Chatzinezik. it's Chatsi Nezak? So the Chayra, but so it seems to be they're arguing. So when it says it like this, so Amar Rabbi Mash Peerish of The way to read it is Rabbi Yaakov is not arguing there in the Bryson. Rabbi Yaakov, this, this helps Rava, and Rabbi Yaakov says what was Rabbi Yehuda Mechayev? Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaakov, Omer. It's Chatsi Nezak. It was a muad, and therefore he completely holds like him. Right? Now, the problem is, that's not how Abayah understood it. Abayah actually hurl, hold that there was a machlokas. So when it says, you're asking, Abayah asked the question, I, they argue, how, even forget about Rova. According to Abayah, what could be the machlokas? If it's a muad, then why does Rabbi Yehuda, and, and, and there, was a, there was a Shmira phusa. Then, then why is Rabbi Yehuda hold its Nezek shalem, Right? And if there was no uh, Shmira, then everybody should hold its, uh, its Nezek Sholem. And if there was a there was a good Shmirah, then the you shouldn't be Chaim. So how, how do you understand the machlokas according to Abaya? Well Abayah, a pligi but my pligi, What are they actually arguing about? So Amalach, bemuad, He says Taka, that's what happened over here. There was a it was a Mu'ad, and there was no Natira at all. You didn't watch it. Which explains why Rabbi Yehuda says, Fool, full damages. Aye, what are you gonna have a problem trying to understand? According to Rabbi Yaakov, why is it Chatzinezek? Rabbi Yaakov, Sabalik Rabbi Yehuda, Bechado, Pahalik Bechado. According to Abayah, Rabbi didn't agree with both points of Rabbi Yehuda. He only agreed with one. What does he agree with? Sabalik Rabbi Yehuda, Bechado. He agrees with him to either Rabbi Yehuda, Thomas, McComber, Medes, that he agrees that half of the animal is Tom and half of the animal is Muad. Now, it doesn't matter. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you pay full damages because you didn't do a Shmira. Right. But what does Rabbi Yehuda hold? He also holds you have to pay for the tam part. That's where Rabbi, uh, uh, what, 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 uh, Rabbi Yehuda held like we had uh, in the before, you can make an apatropos have to pay on a tam. That's why Rabbi Yehuda holds, there's no shmirah at all, you pay full damages, half for the muad, half for the tam. Rabbi uh, 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 Yaakov agrees with Rabbi Yehuda that it's half Tom, half Muad. No Shmira, you pay, but you only pay for the Muad part. Why don't you pay for the Tom part? Because he is like the Tan of our Mishnah. Rabbi, he owes like the ton of our Mishnah that says that on a Tom. We don't make him have to pay, which comes out at the end. What does it come out? And, all right, and therefore it comes out like this. Basically it comes out the way Rubber learns it and the way Abiyah learns it, that when Rat Yaakov says it's Ezek, it's actually for the different half. According to Rava, he learned that uh, Yaakov holds completely, the way Rava explained it, completely like Yehuda, right? And there was only a minor Shmirah, there wasn't a major Shmirah. Right? Which means that's why you paid Hatzin for the Tom, because you didn't do a Shmira good enough for the Tom. And he holds it, you pay on a Tom. According to Abaya, there's a Hatzin over here. But we didn't Shmira at all. Means you, you can't, because he doesn't hold you pay for a Tom. The Hatzin you're paying for is the part of the Muad, because that we can hold up what Trump is responsible for. But we don't hold him responsible, according to Yaakov, the way Abaya understands it, for the half that is a Tom. General, we we'll stop over here.